What's up, guys? We are live on episode 21 of the Hunt Sessions podcast. Tonight, Nico and I are going to talk about shed hunting, a little bit of spring scouting, and applying for out-of-state tags. And I actually have something awesome to share when we get to that. So, that being said, I'm going to roll this intro. Let's go. Welcome. If you're on Facebook, as soon as I find the uh, the live here, I'm going to share the link so you can link your restream to your Facebook account and it'll show your name because right now I got a wave that just says Facebook user. So we don't know who you are. If you can see the live chat and you see wave Facebook user, go ahead and type your name. <coughs> Excuse me. Nico. Yo. What's up, man? Not much. Uh, recovering from a very long and eventful season and planning out uh, here in about a month and a half, a little trip to Texas. So, yeah. Well, I'm not seeing the live in Facebook, but. Uh... Oh, well, it's working on uh, it's working on YouTube. I'll double, check the, I'll double check the Facebook real fast. So before we get started, uh, we are going to give a couple things away tonight. We're going to give it away to one person. So we have, I don't really want to call it a leftover because it's still new, but it's the official hunt turkey call. These were donated to us by a gentleman local to the area that we're from, and he hand makes these box calls. We've got the hunt logo etched on the front here pretty legit pretty legit turkey season right around the corner nico's got something too that's going to go in that care package yeah so i've got a lip curl hat i've actually got a couple of them uh when we get a down minute i'll go grab them and bring them i had to switch rooms before we set up for this little rodeo so i didn't drag them in here with me yeah, Nico had some technical difficulties. That's why we started a couple of minutes What's late. What's up, Dustin? And then Facebook user, hey, it's the wifey. Yeah. That's waving. You got to connect up. your restream. So, first thing we're going to talk about tonight is shed hunting. Oh, now I can see us here in the... Uh... Good deal. All right, I'll share this. Tell me what you know about shed hunting, Nico. Not a dang thing. <laughs> My shed hunting consists of I walk through the woods and go, oh, look, there's a shed. I walk I'm, through the woods and I I'm, I'm find so sticks bad. that look like sheds. I'm so bad about it. I actually took uh, Kyle Isaac out to one a, a squirrel spot that I've hunted in the Shawnee for, I don't know, seven, eight years. And he goes, hey, what's that? And we look over. And there is a year-old carcass that looks like a bobcat or a yoda or something had gotten a hold of this, like, year-old buck. So we take it. We hang it up in the tree. We're like, hey, man, we'll get this on the way out. And we were heading off to a pine stand looking for some big old uh, fox squirrels that I know live out around in there. That son of a gun comes across the shed. Actually, I'll, if you give me a second, I'll go grab it. But he comes across the deadhead, and this thing's probably in the 150s. 
deadhead laying on the ground. I'd hunted up there. I don't know how many times. Never seen this thing. And he just not even being there 30 seconds. He's like, oh, look at that big old deadhead right there. So we called the local game warden, got a salvage for it and everything so we could get it. But I can actually go grab that real quick. Give me like, I don't know, five seconds. All right, cool. Grab that hat too. So shed hunting for me has never really been successful. Dustin Murray in the chat says the king of shed hunting right here. Dustin, you got a dog, dude. You got a dog. That's like borderline cheating. Nah, not really. I tried to teach my dog to shed hunt, but uh, he's just not not into it. If you're live with us tonight, uh, you'll notice at the bottom of the screen it says comment turkey to win the turkey call in the hat. So we're going to keep track of who comments turkey tonight. We'll throw you in. Yeah, I know he's a tracking dog, but I think anything that smells like a deer, that thing's going to find. He's a beast. But, uh, yeah, Dustin has some tips on shed hunting. He says fence rows, down logs, creek crossings, bedding, food source. So basically everywhere, everywhere in the woods. But, uh, yeah, the only luck I have had has been on fence rows. Uh, it seems like that's a spot they're probably going to jump over, and that, that little jolt there is going to knock them loose if they're getting ready to fall off. So... Oh, wait. Nico here real quick. No, he's back. Sorry about that. What do we got? The king of shed hunting right there, Dustin Murray. Yeah, dude. You got some... So, Dustin, dude, if you ever get a chance, get on the page and show all these sheds and that that you found. Ain't got to tell us where, man. But, guys, if you want to see some legit crazy antlers and stuff, dude, he's got boxes and boxes and boxes of these sheds that he finds. And he's got some of the coolest ones I've seen. Like, it's legit. I work with a guy that does the same thing. He just goes out and he's he's like, yeah, I found like 15 sheds over the weekend. So I have found one shed this, like for this go. And it's this guy. That's a nice one. Yeah, only one side. That's this year? Yeah. That's pretty nice. So, find, the, find the deer. Find no the deer doubt. next year. I mean, he's it's going to be a monster and a public land. <clears throat> and then one You're of the my public land guy, one of my favorite sheds or deadheads. I find a lot of deadheads is this guy right here and public land. Right. And I saw him while he was alive and I seen him. He had his tines and then it was during peak rut and I see him again. This is see, the first time I saw him was probably the second week of November. And I want to say it was the last week of November. I see him and he's busted these tines off, right? So he's gotten in a fight. He's busted these tines off and I don't see it again. And I'm thinking this was probably mid-May. I was walking through the area. There's a strip cut you could fish that's on the backside of the area that I was hunting. And I found the head with the nice. spine still on it. And I was like, oh, man. I mean, it's not nice that you found the head because it's obviously the deer's dead, but it's yeah, still a nice he got, find. He got pretty chewed up there, but I thought it would be pretty cool. It was, I, I, You know, I'm not like a massive antler hunter. I like a big body and a deer on the ground. Those are the two things I like. 
And so I, I would have shot him given the chance. But uh, it's so, a nice public land deer. It's a nice deer in general. Oh, yeah. And so this, I'm going to scoot back. This is that buck that Kyle found. Now, keep in mind, I had squirrel hunted this area like 100,000 and two times, right? Never seen this thing. And Kyle looks over and he's like, hey, what's that? Wow. He's half got some mass up. on it. Dude, yeah. And he's half eaten up by squirrels, you know, but it would have probably pushed 150, if not a little more, you know, with, with full tines. Right. Well, how thick these, these, you know, main beams are. It came out to here. You know, he's probably missing six inches or so on every time. Just, just an absolute tank. Yeah, hopefully his genetics are still going strong. Oh, I'm sure that, uh, that area that, that we were in is just full of deer. Uh, I actually took Kyle for his first, uh, first time he ever killed a deer. I took him out to this area. Was a little bit further you came out there with me to set up trail cameras one year mm -hmm. and uh oh dude there's a cat in your picture i thought it was my screen and i saw the cat and it freaked <laughs> me out for a second um i took kyle down there and it was uh first morning of second shotgun season and this is down in those river bottoms where i took you and we set up those trail cameras and this dude shoots two does back to back within like five seconds of each other. Nice. Yeah. It was awesome. First two deer, we got to pack them out like three miles. So it was a really mm, cool That experience. sounds fun. Oh, it was awesome. I loved it. I want to do it again. Dustin says that, uh, his best season was 77 sheds. That's ridiculous. That's Why ridiculous. Share the love, man. As you, you can gotta, see, these walls. I need are a bigger. lesson, dude. I need a lesson. I'm gonna go out with you one time. I need a lesson because I get the rainy day thing. I get the cloudy day thing because when the sun's out, it's break. You know, shining through the trees, it's breaking, breaking everything up, and uh, it's hard to see sheds. Period. And when the sun's out, it's even harder. But usually, the sun's out. It's the nice days. That's the days you want to be outside. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. Uh, I'll probably go a couple times. If I find sheds, it'll, it'll motivate me to go a couple more times, but, uh, it's something good to do with the family. If they feel like going out and walking a few miles. Hey, Dustin said you guys should go. We should go. <clears throat> you talking about the, the doe I shot this year and we drug it out to the truck. Dustin, that seems like it'd be a pretty good spot. Dakota in the chat says, hey, guys, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. Word um, on, my man. Shed hunting is kind of a filler for me. It's kind of a filler. I mean, so we're going to get into spring scouting, and I think shed hunting is the start of that. I think that's when you can really um, kind of see where those deer have been because, obviously, if the antlers are there, then that's where the deer are. I still see uh, bucks holding in our in our area. Like a lot. Mm -hmm. Actually, the other day, I think I sent you a video the other day. I was up at the park here in town, and it's got some public land, a little cup, few acres behind it. And uh, the deer, about seven bucks came across the field. Every one of them were still holding. Somebody said they're, I can't see you, bud, um, just as Facebook user. They said their best year was eight. I think that's still like double my best year. <laughs> it's it's eight times my best year because I've only found two sheds on two different seasons. 
but I'm like, it's like fishing with me. If I go out and I fish and I'm not getting bites, like within an hour, I'm, I'm done. I'll see. I'll sit on but I can sit in a tree day. stand for eight hours. So <laughs> it's like if I'm expecting something and it doesn't happen, then I'm done. I'm done. I know. Make fun of me. It's Ryan. Word up. Hey, guys, make sure you uh, comment turkey down there so we know if you're interested in winning a hat and an awesome handmade box call. Yeah, so don't, sh- be like, don't be like last time because <laughs> Ryan was the only person. Actually, I think Richard Baker got in on that last time at the last minute, and I didn't see it. It didn't pop up in the chat yet. So don't be late or you won't get it. <coughs> Sorry, I'm just getting overstressed. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. The sicknesses are going around. Well, so, you know, Mountain Dew's got that new uh, melon flavor or whatever. I bought one to try it. Not a big fan. Set it down on the counter at work. And uh, a buddy that I work with bought had that's bought gross. the same soda this that morning. He grabbed mine and chugged the whole thing over lunch. And I was like, dude, did you grab my soda? He goes, what do you mean? I said, I just had a bottle sitting right here. I think that one over there is yours. And he looked at me. I said, bud, you have a good time. I just got overstrepped all weekend, man. He was sick. That's gross. I said, that's what you get. Drink my soda. So. (laughs) It was nasty. (laughs) Dustin, that's nasty. It was. That is nasty. That is very nasty. Hey, I am a clean individual for the most part. I don't care. Just drinking. Drinking soda after i don't know especially like in a workplace it's just kind of weird i'll share my soda with my wife and that's about it i don't share drinks with anybody anybody else even looks at my stuff i'm like "Eh." i'll drink out of an oak wallow i will not share my sweet tea with you whoever uh commented turkey in the chat and with a turkey emoji make sure you uh share your name because we don't know who you are Scrolled up in that chat, and you'll see a link. If you click on it, it'll allow you to connect your Facebook account to Restream. It takes about two seconds, and then your name can pop up. Dustin said he doesn't share. He's greedy. But uh, tell me about, uh, I know you hunt a lot of public land. Basically, that's all you hunt is public land. Unless you get an oddball chance of getting invited to a farm or something. A few but, uh and I know you do a lot of spring scouting. Oh, yeah. So when you're going out, um, when are you, you know, where are you, what are you looking for? So I'll, I like to prioritize, like, in February. You're st- I'm still squirrel hunting the first, you know, half of February. So I really use that as a good time to kind of locate those late season food sources that I can employ next year. Squirrels are still going to be on things like... Uh, uh, walnuts, um, they're, uh, black walnuts and stuff like that. They're going to be around if there's any greenery, like any honeysuckle that maybe made it through the winter time. If there's any uh, saplings that are still going to have any sugar content and carbohydrates in them, squirrels are going to be on those. So when you're out hunting for your small game, you make note of the areas that squirrels are really inhabiting. And you can see where they're digging around in the ground, especially if there's snow, a lot of fallen leaves. And you make note of those spots, and those are going to be your mid to late season food sources coming up next year because, you know, the food is already there that late in the year. So when I, as I move into, like, March and April, I'm going to try to go looking into these bedding areas where most of the rain is going to be dried up, so it's not going to be horribly muddy. 
but if I want to if I want to set out a trail camera around a bedding area or if I want to go in and stomp through a bedding area, it's going to be real early in the year, like March or April. By the time May rolls around, the bugs and that are so bad, I don't go into those thick areas. So no. I'll set my trail camera out and get a real good idea of how many and how often deer are come using those bedding areas throughout the beginning of the year. And that's not so much to say this is the area that I want to hunt. It's to X out places because deer patterns are going to change come, you know, late October. But those first two weeks are going to be pretty close to the same. And if they're really comfortable or if they're really not comfortable in a certain area, that's not going to change. The only time right. that's going to be a whole lot different is that prime rut when everything's stupid and running around anyway. Yeah. I've noticed my best year as far as numbers go, I feel like I really, the biggest thing, the biggest piece of information I had going into that season was that I knew where the does were. I mean, we yeah. know that, and I, you know, late October, all through November, the bucks are moving around a lot. You're probably going to see bucks that are miles away from where they normally hang out throughout the year, but does tend to stay in the same area until they start getting pushed around. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and I so had some does, I had some does two or three families, you know, does and fawns that were like clockwork every evening coming out to the same field, uh, from about April or May all the way through October. So just outside of that, it was playing the wind. I knew my, I mean, I knew where the deer were, so. Yeah, that, so, that, uh, that early se- sorry I, i'm just gonna finish my thought that early season sorry, scouting is prime for october hunting in illinois i know there's like kentucky opens in september which is a totally different ball game but uh <laughs> i feel like that spring scouting pays off plus there's all kinds of things you can do while you're spring scouting like we talked about a minute ago shed hunting i mean you're killing two birds with one stone there yeah and then mushrooms in April you gotta go after the mushrooms oh yeah and I'll be putting out some content at least some like really nice pictures of some of the mushrooms I find because I love mushroom hunting we do a bunch of stuff with them but uh addressing a comment Facebook user don't know who you are bud but you said um pressure from other hunters plays a big part and that's a massive reason why I like putting out trail cameras early I'm monitoring for how many other people are coming into that area if I see nine other dudes coming in there, I'm probably going to look elsewhere. That's I don't usually set out trail cameras to say that this is a spot I want to hunt. I use it to root out areas to not hunt. So if yeah. I see consistent doe movement through an area, that's an area I want to hunt. If it's real sporadic, like once a month, you'll get a picture for a day or two, and then it's another couple weeks for one. I know I'm going in that area. And then again, you know, monitoring other hunters coming in, they can have the area all back out. I'll go find somewhere else. Right. Hey, Ryan. So you just need to sign into the uh, restream app. It connects to your Facebook. It's real, real easy. Um, Jan, maybe quick plug on how to do that. I got, yep. I just dropped him a comment with the link. There you go, but it's real easy. It just connects to your Facebook, and then you're done. Yeah, you should only have to do it one time, and then it should pop up uh, your name. Right on. And then Bruce uh, Bruce Roper is watching. 
Dustin said he's a big shed guy too. So that's cool. I like How to get in people, with some guys. Oh, How many people like if they're the passenger of a car just like are constantly scanning the side of the road for field sheds or what they like to call road. passenger in the car? I've hey, nearly man, put, come on. I've got my wife and my son in, in, in my truck and I've nearly put us in the guardrail at least a half a dozen times scanning for anything alive or dead. When you get in my truck, you just know that is an accepted risk. And it, we it need to sign a waiver. We need to sign yeah. a waiver before we get yeah. in. Exactly. Exactly. Dustin says if he can log in to the app, then anyone can. <laughs> Give yourself more, more credit than that, bub. You figure it out. We, oh, uh, have you been ordering any backwards grind lately? I know you're like probably their number one customer. I drink a lot of coffee. I'm actually getting ready to put in an order and I'm going to order a bunch of testers and that for us to give away. But usually it's a hundred dollars or more every time I order. And that's even with discount code. So, yeah, you know what? I was thinking next podcast uh, here in two weeks, we can give away a full size bag. I'm like game. some camp, some camp house or something. Right on. Or they got that Turkey blend. Ooh, yeah. That's, Tur- perfect timing. Yeah, and part we can do of the, a turkey uh, call and the turkey blend because I got yeah. I've got more turkey calls. Turkey call, the turkey blend, and I'm pretty sure part of that turkey blend of coffee, some of it goes to the uh, Turkey Wildlife Federation. So yep. On that, I think it's called Panotti Roast. Talking about backwoods, do we got a little ad for backwoods? Yeah, let's roll out. it. Let's hit it. I really like that ad. I don't know why. It's just like <laughs> it's smooth. It's smooth. But if you want to try out back with, go ahead. No, I'll go say ahead. if you guys like coffee, man, they're an awesome company. They're you know they're fairly local compared to any of the other companies. They're not too far away, and their coffee is stellar and it's uh, roasted fresh, sent to you guys. You know it ain't going to be more than probably two weeks at max from roast time to get into your house. I don't even so. think it's that long. And fresh is like the number one thing I can say about that coffee. I didn't even know what fresh coffee was until I tried Backwoods. It's pretty legit. And I used to be a Folgers guy. Old school Folgers, red coffee can. Get it from the dollar store. And I am now. You know how long that stuff? That stuff probably was roasted like three months ago. By the time it gets to your house, this, this is this is true. And that Nico, that's probably an understatement. Have you told Jan what Team Hunter fix and donate to the hunt this year? Not yet. So he's uh, Dustin's going to have hoodies, stickers, some free what? track jobs, all types of stuff for the archery event this year. We'll talk more about it whenever we get a little closer, but. Team Hunter and Dustin are going to have a spread to give away this year. This year's archery event is going to be legit. Yeah, but, we're, we're definitely going to make it bigger than last year. We've got to. And talking about spring stuff, 
draws are coming are actually here and going. I think Arizona's already came in and left. <laughs> Janice says hoodies. My wife has a hoodie already. Michaela's got that one that he brought out there to us at the that turn oh, yeah. archery show. Um and she hey, loves he it. owes me a hoodie. He owes me one. I didn't get one she, that day. She loves that hoodie. He's got some awesome hoodies. They're super comfortable. That and the lip curl, man. She she basically lives in those two those two hoodies. But back to what I was saying, draws are coming up. So any of you guys that apply out of state, uh, we already missed Arizona. It's over. I did apply for an elk tag. We will see what happens there. I've already got three points in the state. Kyle applied in Arizona. I know he's got two points. We're probably looking at five to seven points to draw, but I did draw this unit on zero points my very first time ever applying. So it is possible. All right, I'm going to ask the million-dollar question like I always do every time we start talking about applying for out-of-state tags and points. Word. And I know you explained this to me one time while we were squirrel hunting, but how does the point system work? Because so, I know there's got to be somebody watching that's not an out-of-state person, but maybe maybe they want to be, and they're just kind of intimidated by the whole process. So every state's got their own little system. But it pretty much goes down into two things. You have bonus points and preference points. Every state kind of works off one of those. Um, your bonus point system is it's basically like a raffle. You get your name on a ticket or a number. They, there's an automatic raffle, kind of like that little spinning wheel deal that we use. Mm -hmm. They pick your number, and then they look at your thing, and they say, okay, his first option was rifle elk in October. And do we have any of those tags left? They'll say yes or no. If no, they go to your second option. And it's a archery, moose, and November. Well, we have three of those. Okay, so he gets one. And a bonus point system is if you apply and you don't get your point, you have the ability to get to uh, – or you don't get your tag, you have the ability to buy a point, which is usually like four or five bucks. And that gives you an extra tag, an extra ticket, an extra ball, whatever you want to think of it as, in the raffle next year. So next year you'll have two numbers. If you don't draw that next year, you do it again, you have three. And that continues to build up until you get drawn. When you get drawn, all of your numbers, your points, whatever, get taken out of the system. Preference points, on the other hand, is a little bit harder to draw in. There's something called point creep, where whoever has the most points in that, whoever has the most points that apply for that unit for that hunt, get first dibs. So if I have five points and you have four points, and we both apply for the same hunt, I get first dibs. Which sounds awesome, first come, first serve, but at the same time, if there's been a lot of guys for the past 10, 15 years applying for this hunt, let's say it's something like in Arizona on the Strip where they're giving out 75 tags a year and 10,000 people apply every year, you know, the, the point creeps 25, 30 years before you draw a tag. That's crazy. So if my... So then you have, if my son was to start applying at 16, he's going to be like 55 before he draws his tag. And that's point creep. So what's that, what we're seeing now is it's been just long enough since these systems were established that people are not applying for these bigger hunts anymore because it's just not possible to draw the tags in a reasonable time where you could enjoy it. So a lot of, a lot of places like uh, Arizona that was – I mentioned Arizona because it's like one of my favorite states to hunt. But um, 
the they went from a mixed or they went from a purely um, preference point system to a mixture of bonus point and preference point. So 15% of the tags, I think, is what it is now, is bonus point with even draws between residents and non-residents. So everybody's in there. Everybody's got a, everybody's got a chance. And then the, uh, then the other, like, 90% of tags or 85% of tags are preference point. So they're first come, first serve, whoever's gotcha. been there the longest seniority. And then thing, places like Colorado, you know, they actually have more leeway towards non-residents. So take for take for example, Andrew has uh, like five seven moose points, right? As a resident, he should have a one hundred percent chance to draw a cow moose hunt. But non-residents have to get the first so many tags allotted in Colorado, and that's mostly because they're more expensive for non-residents. So they're guaranteeing that they're going to make X amount of money. Cash flow. Exactly. And so Andrew actually didn't draw his tag last year because a non-resident, too many non-residents applied for him, even though it was probably their first time ever applying for a cow moose, he still didn't get the tag because the non-resident got preference. So it's good for us if we want to hunt out of state, but for residents, it's kind of, kind of a kick in the nuts. Well, he, Andrew can just guide us. We'll just keep putting in and taking his tags from him. Dude, Andrew has some of the best mountain fishing spots. I don't think I've ever been out there, and he hasn't just, like, we, we load up on, like, brooks and uh, browns, and it's awesome, dude. He, he's got some really good little areas. So how do you keep track of, like, all the deadlines, like, for your tags? Like, if you're, let's say you want to hunt three or four, which... I mean, this will never be me. I'm, I'm like maybe a one a year, once a year out of state hunter right now with the business of life. But maybe when I'm retired, I want to run all over the country and hunt, hunt so, all these exotic animals. Like, how do you keep track of it all? So, I just basically I picked a couple states that work together, where because they they all kind of staggered on when you can apply for the draw, and then when the draw date is. So you have like a two to three week period. Some are a little longer, but most are around that two to three week that you can actually apply, put in your application, and then there's a week or two, and then maybe a month, and then they actually do the drawing, and you get notified if you drew your tag or not. Well, I've got a couple states picked where they're staggered, so I know whether or not I drew the prior tag before I even apply for the next one. So I can plan out my year systematically going through that process. And then Andrew gotcha. basically has the same thing with different hunts and different states that he wants, and they're offset from what I'm looking at. So if we want to hunt together, depending on what we draw, it's not a big deal for for us to make one trip and do like two or three hunts. We did a the the last time, not the last time, but the time before that. Last time I went to Colorado, it was for bear. The time before that, I had a, a mule deer tag. And in that same unit that overlapped, because I think I could hunt like four different units, he had a pronghorn tag that overlapped a couple units. So, and they were on the same dates. So he was actually able to hunt his pronghorn tag the same time I was hunting my mule deer tag because they kind of inhabit the same areas. And it was nice. really cool because we were we were we made a stalk on some mule deer that failed. And as we turn around and we're going on another area, we spot pronghorn feeding on a hillside. So he got to whip his bow out and go make a stalk on that. And I've got footage 
I'll put it out. Remind me. Andrew comes to draw on this really nice uh, pronghorn buck. That's about, in our intro, actually, the very beginning of the intro. Yeah, where he kind of turns around and looks. He's like and, on his knees on the ridge of that hill. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got some good footage of the actual, of the pronghorn. There's probably 30 of them that ran out from behind that hillside. They're just a little too quick for him, man. And his heart was pounding so bad you can see him. He's <laughs> he's shaking. You'll have that on them big jobs. Oh, man. What so, up, Cody. So, <laughs> when we first started, uh, actually back whenever I was doing the Bowhunter podcast, and then we switched over to doing YouTube stuff, and then uh, the Hunt Sessions podcast, we were partnered with a company called Hunt Reminder. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing really ever happened there. We just kind of fell away from each other hadn't talked in a while so we kind of took them off because we didn't have really know how we wanted to promote them but so we're totally unaffiliated at this point but i would like to kind of talk about hunt reminder because even though we're it's not somebody we're currently partnered with i think it's an awesome product awesome service uh, because somebody like me i don't know when all these deadlines are for out-of-state hunts matter of fact i mean i typically even though I'm not a big turkey hunter, I typically miss the lotteries for spring turkey here in Illinois because it's just not something I see. It's not something I'm looking for. It's usually, I think, December those those open up and close. So yeah, we got five different. Uh, we got five seasons, seasons for turkey actually. Yeah. So and you can and apply you can for usually all of them. get the late season over the counter. You can get most of the seasons over the counter depending on what county you're looking at. You just gotta be quick. Yeah. Uh, Whoever just commented turkey in the chat, we need to know your name. It just says Facebook user on our end. But uh, you can do uh, leftovers too. So when nobody buys them, if there's leftover ones, you can go buy them over the counter. You can do that in almost every state for out-of-state tags as well. If any are returned or they're not bought up and they have a tag allotment leftover, they go on sale, first come, first serve, jump on there. I have never been able to buy one, and I've tried every year for multiple states. It is a click fest, man. You're waiting in, like, digital line, and there were... It's kind of like the Taylor Swift tickets. Dude, I I was... (laughs) Andrew had an elk tag, and I was trying to get a bear tag to accompany it. And we... I didn't get the tag, obviously, but we saw, like, four bears. So it was just eating at me. But they had like a hundred tags left. So I get on there and 30 seconds into the application being open to just buy a tag, they were all gone. Just gone. <laughs> and the time it took me to type in the hunt code for what tag I wanted to buy, they were all sold. <laughs> yeah, it goes quick. I like that here in Illinois. I know you I know they do it with uh whitetail firearm. But uh you can go to the IDNR website and you can see what county has, how many tags are left. I'm not sure if they do it with turkey or not. I'm assuming they probably do because they do it with a uh, whitetail firearm, which is nice because it, uh, they're county specific. So it's nice to be able to have options, especially down here. We yeah. can, there's a lot of public land in different counties so we can kind of plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. But back to what I was saying about um, hunt reminder I'm going to go ahead and put that on the screen real quick. It's a, 
you just go to huntreminder.com and I believe I'm not going to quote you on the price, but if you click the join now there up at the top, it will, uh, you pay once a year and you can get all the reminders you want. Basically it'll email you text message you saying, Hey, this uh, application period has opened. Hey, there's a week left. This application period is, is coming to a close. That way you get all these reminders and you don't miss putting in for your tags. Um, so I was kind of looking around on this today because I wanted to share it and I remembered something. Onyx is one of our sponsors, our brand partners. And if you go to uh, the Onyx app and you go over to the, let me find it here. If you go over to the Elite Benefits, they're actually partnered with Cut Reminder also. So... Boy, I'm about to mute your mic, call that coffin. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm going to die. But, uh, so if you're Onyx Elite member, you actually get Hunt Reminder for free. A lot of people don't know about the perks that are in there. So if you go over to your Onyx app, click the menu icon, go down to Elite Benefits, and you'll see the Hunt Reminder logo. You click on that, and it'll say Get Elite Benefit, and it's you got free access to Hunt Reminder. Word. So... That's super cool. That's one of the things I like about Onyx is you're getting more than just their service. You're getting a lot that goes with it. There's other there's other companies in there too that they partner with and they either got like really big discounts or they have uh, flash sales or even free stuff. So see I just <clears throat> I just get on the uh, state like DNR page and sign up for their newsletter and I just get emails. That's how I they just send me an email. Yeah, but you know how that goes. They send you a lot more than just deadlines. And after a while, if you're anything yeah. like me, you get, I mean, you get into those emails. And I mean, I guess I know if you know, like, hey, next year I'm going to, I want to go hunt bear in Colorado, you're going to probably know the deadline for I'll, the tag. You're going to know when that period you. opens. I just go, hey, Andrew, I want to go hunt a mule deer in the mountains. And then he goes, Oh cool. I'll look into it and I'll do all of the work and just tell you what codes. And I'm like, thanks Andrew. You're awesome, man. I'll bring you some deer jerky. Well, guess what? We all don't have an Andrew. You should. Andrews are pretty awesome. So if you don't have an Andrew, go get a hunt reminder. <laughs> and there may be other services just like it, but I actually used hunt reminder, um, just to try it out about three years ago. And it was pretty cool. They don't spam you with anything but deadlines. I mean, if you want to know when back to Onyx, I want to kind of that back around into that spring uh, scouting. Because if you're scouting, especially if you're scouting public land, you've got to be able to mark, uh, you know, where, where you're seeing things at. Mm -hmm. It'll give you a better idea. It'll give you a better idea of what you're going into because Absolutely. even like whenever, so last year we went hog hunting in Alabama and Nico had been to the area before. So he dropped a bunch of pins on Onyx. So prior to him and I going, uh, and Kyle, he was able to share those pins with me. And I could kind of see the terrain that we were getting into. I still wasn't ready for it. Those hills down there will eat your lunch, boy. 
<laughs> them big woods down there, boy. <laughs> oh, we've met a character down there. That was a good time. Character's not the word I'd use. He's something. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, spring, spring scouting mostly for me is determining, you know, where not to hunt more than where to hunt, really. Right. I'm typing in. We got four runners right now for our turkey calling hat. I'm making sure I get everybody plugged in and don't get them missed. Oh, right, decoding right now just started popping up, my man. You're logged in now. Cool. Right now I've got Dakota, Eric, Jeremiah, and Ryan in for the hat and the uh, turkey call. So we wrap things up here in a few minutes. We'll get them going. But uh, I know I've been blabbing and blabbing about Onyx, so we're going to run a quick little on X ad stand by have the best videos don't they doesn't that they just do. get you pumped up to like go do crazy stuff that looks like it's going to kill you but it sounds fun it's hey so there's a wise man once told me there's two types of fun okay let's hear it there's there's fun that's fun now it's like riding a roller coaster Whee! you know but then you're sitting at home like two days later and you're like hey that was cool and then there's a fun like it's negative 13 degrees and you got to run across the creek and one of your toes turn purple and you got to like go to the hospital and your nail falls off and it sucks. But then next year at deer camp, you're like, Hey man, remember last year I had to cross that creek, but toe almost fall off. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. That's one of those. It's funny later type moments. Yeah. Two types of funny. There's funny now and funny later. So I'm going to kind of drop something on you real quick um, that you talked about last week. And we haven't really talked about it much since. I think you just got busy at work, but uh, let's Dude, talk about I, po the possibility of doing that. Uh, this week. Let's talk about the possibility of doing that. Sixty hours. You can keep that. That uh, fishing tournament. Yeah. So I was looking into an app called Tourney X, and it's an awesome way to structure us uh, like small game or mostly fishing tournaments. A lot of guys are using it to actually hold tournaments across multiple states. It's super safe, really reliable. We don't actually have to handle any of the money if there's uh, entry fees or whatever so that we can give out prizes. Um, they hand out all the prizes, at least the, uh, the money prizes. We hand out the physical prizes. And um, <clears throat> it's a good way for us to ensure that the rules that we set in place, like let's say public waters only, or we say uh, rod and reel only, you know, no jugs. And the way that it's set up, uh, you have your GPS location and stuff like that marked on when you turn, whenever you take pictures to turn in your uh, fish that you catch that night, that day. That goes to them, and you set in the priority of uh, no open water. You know, so if you're out in the open water and you're taking pictures, it'll automatically say this this fish isn't 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 
uh, legal for the tournament. Right. Um, and we don't get to see any of that. We just set the boundaries, and they have an AI program that does that. If there are discrepancies with it, you feel like, hey, man, you know, this isn't working right. You just you can just refute it. It's just one button, and then it sends it to whoever's the judge. One person gets decided as the judge. Um, most all of it's done by by length instead of by weight, because uh, a lot of it's catfishing. Most catfishing tournaments are by weight now, or are by length nowadays. Um, <clears throat> basically, how it works is you download the app. It's free, and the you sign up for the tournament. If there is a if there is a registration fee, you pay that. You can use PayPal, whatever. Um, they hold all the money, and then the day of the tournament, you get a code. You write that code on a card. Whenever you catch a fish, you put that code on the fish. You take a picture of it. So now we know that it was taken that day because you had to have that code there with the fish. The GPS location is enabled, so you know whether or not it was public or private. And then, you know, you put it on your ruler board when you take the picture. Whoever is the judge, whoever is the designated judge will look at it. They'll say this is what the fish length is, and then it's tallied. And you can set a creel limit of however many fish, whether or not you want to include channels or blues or flatheads, however you want to do it. And then at the end, whenever a winner is designated, at least from the monetary standpoint, through the app, it will fund you the money through PayPal or however you choose to do it. Um, they, I think they take 10% as a fee for the app and managing everything. And if we wanted to do it local and meet up and hand out prizes and stuff, we could totally do that too. That'd be awesome. It'd be really easy to set up, I think. Um, I did. I looked into it a lot, and it's not a lot of uh, like computer or online work or anything like that. It's just a matter of getting the word out and excited to go catch some springtime catfish. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to do that. Um, we'll just have to kind of iron out all the details, and then we'll put some stuff in the Facebook group, get people get people going on it, maybe promote it a little heavy in the podcast. I see some groups. Is I can do it. Oh, because you have to be the admin. <laughs> There's other ones on there competing somebody else's. I do. Go all win the all time. the got a question here in the chat I'm going to pop up on the screen. It's uh, Ryan. He's saying that Dakota DuPont is looking for a good place to hog hunt in Missouri. Any suggestions? So for Missouri, for hog hunting, you have to do that on private land now. They no longer allow public land hog hunting. They think that it's actually, which to their credit, it can actually cause a greater spread of hogs throughout the state. Because what happens is most people want to go out and they do one of two things. They start unloading into a herd of or into a sounder. That's a group of hogs. They unload into a sounder and they they just all scatter. A lot of times the males will not return to the group. <clears throat> they go off. They start their own. Same thing with the uh, older sows. They go off. They start their own sounder. So there you already have a spread of hogs from there. Or you everybody wants to shoot only the lead biggest sow. And sounders are matriarchies, so when you shoot the largest leading sow, all the other smaller sows will spread out and create their own families because they want to be the next matriarch, so they try to get away from the other sows to start up their own. So instead of having one group of, you know, 15, you've got 10 groups of, you know, four or five, and then they're all 
raising cane all over the place instead of being centrated. So what the state has put in is actually they're trapping and baiting and stuff, catching entire sounders. They'll have a big pin, kind of like what we saw in Alabama. They'll have a big pin, but -hmm. they've got trail cams on them. They've got uh, uh, cell cams on them with remote latches. So that cell cam goes off. They wait until all the pigs are inside that pen eating, and they hit the button, and it drops the gate, and they're all stuck. None of them get away. So if you want to hunt, if you want to go to Missouri and shoot hogs, you need to find a uh, private land. I have been to Missouri hunting at a Daykale Ranch is the name of it. Stay away from there. I would not go there. Their prices are cheap for a reason. I do not recommend daycare ranch and in, in uh north western missouri i would stay away from there but that's the only hog hunting i've done in missouri but good question man well uh a couple housekeepings real quick i do not want the 2022 season recap so i don't know why i threw that up on the screen real quick before i touch on this if there's anybody in here that didn't start the show with us comment turkey uh we're getting ready to give this Turkey call away. It's a box call. It's got the hunt logo on it. Pretty cool little handmade call here. And uh, Nico's got a hat. Lip curl sense. Lip curl sense is awesome. There it is. Oh, that's got the leather patch on it. Yeah, like I said, it's a legit one, dude. They're nice. I actually have a lip curl sense shirt on. It's like one of my favorite shirts. Grant went premium. He did. Their hoodies are stellar big hoodie household here <laughs> yeah I, I like my hoodies too but uh lip curl is actually just down the road from us in marion illinois uh dakota said that his dad and him are looking at a place in missouri about 700 for both of them dude that's totally reasonable that's 350 a person especially if they're uh they're you know they're got feeders out blinds for you guys to set that is completely reasonable. It's actually a pretty good price, um, especially if you can kill one or two hogs. Heck yeah, I do that any day of the week, man. If you get the chance, that's that's a good deal. Or you can be like us and go somewhere and hunt public land and freeze at night and oh, cry yourself be to sleep. Big baby. You know, stuff like that. I, not have, I, not of... actually see any hogs, and then you get blisters on your feet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was a good time. Maybe it next time we'll, we'll 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 get us something. Oh, oh, we're I, we're gonna go to where me and Kyle went the first time, and we have uh-huh. we had opportunities at Hogs. We're not listening uh-huh. to random guy from down the road this time. <laughs> we're we're, go, we're gonna go to where I know that I've been hunting and I've seen hogs. I've got video of them. We shot at them. I used Kyle's rangefinder. I learned something special that day. It's not all rangefinders range find the I same just... range when they find them. I just say we just blame everything on Kyle. I'm down. Kyle, if you're listening, I blame you. So uh let's give this hat away. Then we're gonna talk about lip curl again. <clears throat> one one more one more thing like, for Dakota. I like it. Uh July, dude, is a prime time because it's hot. And hogs need water, man. You find a wallow in a watering hole. And you wait, hogs will show up, especially if they're signed. So, don't be discouraged about those hot t- those hot months. Just have a chest of ice where you can throw that meat on, keep it good. But uh, early spring is great because they're 
they're rutting around and they're running everywhere. That's their breeding season. In the middle of summer, and the heat's going to be awesome because you can concentrate them down to watering holes. And then late fall is going to be awesome because they're going to be hitting those last little bits of food sources. You don't have to look as hard for them, you know. So, yeah, July, seven hundred bucks. If they if they've got them on camera, they're coming in at night hitting watering holes, feeders, dude. One hundred percent, hundred percent. That's that's a good deal. It's a good deal. Back to your hat. Sorry. It's not my hat. Ooh, fancy. But we're gonna see whose hat it is. I got the old will of names up here. We didn't have to use this last time because people don't like free stuff. But uh, spin it. Go to spin Eric, it. Jeremiah, and Ryan. We're gonna give you a spin. No whammy, no whammy. Stop. Uh oh. <laughs> Ryan's a winner again. Look at that. Dude, go buy a lottery ticket. Jeez Louise, bud. Yeah. No doubt. God. You can't be in the next one. I say so. I'm not dead. I'm not gonna give you that. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> We're not giving a hat away next time, are we? I've got more. Tell me about lip curl, Nico. We got to we got to so, give lip curl some love. Absolutely. So lip curl is an awesome deer farm that's not far from where we live. It's in Marion, Illinois, and they have an amazing setup out there. Their deer are super, super healthy. They take real good care of them. Um, this week I'll make a point to put up some pictures of some of the deer that I've been out there and, uh, taking pictures of and film for them. Their, their scents are premium, man. They're, they're real clean, straight to bottle. Um, all the fawns are really, really well taken care of. They're not overcrowded. They all got, you know, a good amount of grass and that to graze from. They've got cover if they want it, though they don't really seem like they ever want to use it. And I will tell you right now, they love Nella wafers. Love Nella wafers. Yeah, those deer love cookies. They're spoiled. They're basically dogs with swords on their heads. <laughs> uh, Ryan says give that hat to Dakota. We're, well, if we're giving him the hat, we're giving him the turkey call too. But we can do that. We, we like Straight people up. giving stuff away. There it is. It's done. <clears throat> Dakota, uh, send us a message with your info, man. We'll get it to you. Yep. Message the hunt with your address, and we will get that out. And Dirty Jobs did not do an episode with uh, Lip Curl. They did it with another scent company in the area. So and that was actually filmed like years ago, and it just yeah, it was just released. like last year, the year before. I mean, it's still cool. I thought it was like two or three years. Well, the year before last year would be two years, Nico. Well, and there you go. That's years multiple. <laughs> two. There's two of them. It's more than this one. This is true. Um, real quick, a right. couple things before we wrap it up here is uh, we do have the hunt journal coming. Uh, we just got to clean that up, get it published, and we'll be putting a link in. Matter of fact, I, the, I got on here today and it has a new feature. I'm not going to use it because it's not set up for us, but there's a QR code feature. So we'll be able to throw that right up on the screen. You can tap on it and it should take you directly to the to the book whenever it's out the journal so it's going to be a structured journal you'll be able to uh, put in all the information about your hunt in there and it's something cool that you can use to look back on your hunts and pass it down to your kids and use it from one season to the next and get closer to the animal that you chase but uh i'm chomping at the bit for that journal i am yeah we just I, want I to want be perfect to 
I know. We want it to I be know. perfect. I mean, it's gonna I, be awesome. I'm perfection excited. is hard to achieve, but I'm sure we'll put it out and want to change some things, and next year we'll do do it better. But uh, it is the end of February, so well, it's almost the end. It's more than halfway, and so we're gonna be here in a few months. We're gonna be really powering down on this uh, archery shoot. And so I'm, <clears throat> ooh, shout out! I'm excited about that. We're going to Texas, and you're going to Texas. Well. We'll see how that goes, buddy. I'm sure my wife would rather me go to a few days in Texas and 10 weeks to a training academy. But uh, So, <clears throat> real quick before we get off here, hopefully, guys, we're going to have a awesome episode come out for you here about another month and a half, maybe two months. We're going to Texas. We're going to go shoot some Axis deer. It's all free range. Um, it is a hunt to help the landowners manage the herds. There's more deer than there are food. So they said, come on out. We got a pretty good deal to come out there. We're going to stay in some cabins. We're going to shoot some Axis deer. We're going to eat some awesome food, meet some awesome people, and just make a good few days out of it. So keep a lookout for that. There's going to be some awesome content coming from that. It's going to be fun. Uh, Dakota, we're getting ready to sign off here, but I did see your comment. Uh, young Whitetails Outdoors is trying to work on getting the hunting work, a hunt worked out with you guys and filming it. Whoever is the point of contact for them, have them message us on Facebook. Um, we would, I'm sure we could work something out. We love doing stuff like that. So absolutely. Congratulations, Ryan, on the the prize again tonight. And we're gonna get with Dakota and send that off to him. Super cool of you to give that away. And we will see you guys at 7 p.m. in two weeks. Right on, guys. Take it easy. We'll see you around. That's gonna be on March 5th. We'll see you guys on March 5th. So uh, get out there and find some sheds. Peace.